What's up, everybody? Welcome back in for episode number 16 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Hughley. And boy, are we bringing you a great one today. I literally just got off the phone seconds ago with 2020, 125-pound ACC champ, Jacob Camacho of NC State. Uh, we had a great time talking. Jacob's a great dude. And, you know, we got a lot of insight into his career and into, you know, the Wolfpack culture and, uh, you know, coaches and really what, what all they're building over there in Raleigh. Um, you know, NC State has really been on the come up in the last couple of years under Coach Pop and, um, you know, placing high at the NCAA tournament and, and turning out All-Americans and ACC champs and national champs. So, um, you know, it, it really was a great conversation. Jacob's awesome. Got to hear a lot about his career and, you know, some big wins that he's had and, um, you know, even a little bit about his golf game. So uh, great episode. I'm excited to bring it to you guys. But real quick, before we jump into it, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that the Mac Geeks gear store is closing tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is October the 18th. That's a Sunday. Uh, it will be closing after Sunday, October the 18th. So make sure you guys go ahead and get in there and grab a shirt. We have shirts, crewnecks, hoodies. Um, they're they're pretty you know cheaply priced, and and all the money that that we make off of that is going to go right back into the channel. So um, it all that money goes directly back into to bringing you guys the best ACC content. Um, you know I do this for free as a hobby on the side. I don't make any money from it. I just want to to put out there the best content and and really bring content to the ACC fans. So. Uh, any money that I make is going to go directly back into you guys. So um, I just want to let everybody know that. And as well, while you're on here, uh, make sure you follow Mac Geeks. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. There's also an ACC fan, ACC wrestling fans group on Facebook that we've started. Um, and as well as our Rockfin channel. Uh, everything that we post, podcasts, articles, rankings, uh, any stories that come out about the ACC is going to go on our Rockfin channel. It is all 100% free as well. All you have to do is go to rockfin.com, sign up for a free account. It is 100% free, and then you can see all of my content. There is premium content on Rockfin. You can't subscribe. If you choose to subscribe, it's $10 a month. You get access to everything, including all the events and everything that's on Rockfin, including all of my stuff as well. Uh, but my stuff is free. Uh, so go sign up for a free Rockfin account and check out Mac Geeks. I would love to have you on there as a supporter. But without further ado, I will shut up and I'll let you guys listen to Mr. Jacob Camacho. Yeah, so actually after competing last weekend in, uh, at the Senior Nationals, the guys that went have to quarantine for 14 days. That's been like the deciding thing. So I've got a couple weeks off. Um, I'll figure out my training situation, but it's uh, a little bit of a break, so it's kind of nice, but doing well, living the life, enjoying the nice Raleigh weather. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, the weather's been awesome. I actually live down the street. I live in Chapel Hill. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but man, two weeks. So are, are you at least rooming with some people you went with, or are you just by yourself? Yeah, no, no, no. I have, I've got a couple roommates that are our teammates, so... I do see them. I mean, I get tested. I tested negative, but it's all for precautions and stuff yeah. like that, um, which I totally understand. But it's not a huge deal. I, we've got some weights. We've got uh, we've got a good situation here. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, 
I so I I just got done re-listening to the uh, the Pack Mentality Poppins podcast you were on. Yeah. Um, I listened to it back a while ago when it came out, but I just re-listened to it just to make sure I I had everything I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing I got to check in with: How's the golf game going? Golf game's not bad. I actually, uh, when was it? We got back on. We got back Monday afternoon, and the next day uh, after getting tested, I went and played 18 with uh, Kevin. So I played 18, not bad, probably shot, I want to say 95, which isn't too good, but I haven't been golfing in, a, in about a month and a half since training, but uh, it was definitely fun to get back out there. For sure. Well, I mean, 95 is definitely way better than anything I've ever done. So uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think I've only actually been golfing a couple of times since college and uh-huh. in college, it was just a drinking sport. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not great. It's fun to do though. Um, but last time, you know, when I listened to it, I guess last time you went or whenever, when that was, uh, it seems like you spent the most of the time in the cart pretty upset. So, yeah, uh, I have this thing. I just get super competitive with about everything I do. And, uh, when I'm playing with Kevin, uh, it starts getting competitive because there's like, there's a little bit of a competition going on there. I can't beat him because he's actually pretty darn good, but I, uh, about four holes in, I broke and it was bad. And I was just pretty much sitting in the cart pouting and he's making fun of me because I keep going out of bounds off the tee box. But Tuesday actually wasn't bad. I kept it on in the fairway for the most part. Um, putting is killing me. My putting was killing me. It was brutal. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, see, I'm not really good at anything in that mm-hmm. arena. So we're, uh, like I said, it's always just a beer in the hand and that helps me <laughs> get through. Um, Sometimes that's all it is. Just need a good time guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I cheer on everybody else that's good and, you know, drive the cart. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anyway, so you talked a little bit about senior nationals last weekend. Um, when did you guys decide that – or when did you decide you were going to go? Um, and, you know, obviously you had a great turnout, right? You ended up seventh this weekend at 57 kg. Um, you know, when did you decide you were going to go? And, you know, what's your freestyle outlook? Yeah, so – uh originally the plan after like the whole covid and nca is getting canceled and all that stuff originally the plan was okay they're probably gonna have juniors because i'm still eligible for juniors um i'm only 20 and i was thinking okay i'll go to juniors and i'll try to make a world team there um so i started training freestyle a good bit in the summer while we were practicing um and then i kept on going then we got back to normal training and I wasn't sure if they were even going to have juniors, which they kept postponing. And there was no like set in stone date for when we we're going to compete. Um, so when I got back to compete, uh, practicing with the team and everything, we were, I was going folk style. It was always in the back of my head that, okay, I may be competing, but it actually really wasn't. I didn't know until like a hundred percent until actually Nick, well, Nick asked me, he's like, Hey, are you going, are you going to the open senior nationals? I'm like, uh I don't know I guess uh I don't know I have to ask Donnie or Pat so I texted Pat and I said hey do you am I going to the open senior nationals and he said do you want to and I was like yeah definitely I want to compete and he was like okay cool let's win that was the only thing he texted back to me it was pretty funny it was pretty cool and I was like yep let's do it um so that was probably about I want to say a month out I think about a month out it was set in stone okay freestyle here we go and then uh, pretty much just trained. I mean, I stay in good condition all year round for the most part. So the only 
minor twitch uh minor twitches and i had to make or just freestyle mentality wise uh knowing okay no weird rolling that can't happen um and parterre uh just being aware of the edge and little little nitpicky stuff but other than that i mean i was just kind of going in just wrestling it's what i do for a living so let's do it yeah i mean you had a great weekend right you had uh a couple of techs over some pretty good guys i think medley and uh, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. Uh, I think it was Teskey. Teskey, there we go. So Teskey and Medley, a couple of techs there, which was, I mean, two really quality opponents right there. Um, you did hit Vito on the front side, and, you know, he was the one seed. It didn't end up going your way. And then on the back side, you ended up hitting uh, Latona. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what do you take from these matches you had this weekend, both the wins and the losses moving forward? And are you planning on – I know they're they're talking about senior nationals this year, right? Juniors mm – -hmm apparently is, is not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so what did you take from this weekend and are you going to try for senior team? Mm -hmm. Um, I, there was a lot of takeaways. There was both good, both bad. Um, I got to talk with Pat, Adam, Donnie, and Kevin all. I talked to them about my tournament, the good things I did, the bad things I did. Um, I thought that for the most part, I mean, my transitions were pretty good. My parterre D was pretty good for the most part. Um, there's a few mental lapses that I had in both the matches, but I think hitting Vito was, it was an eye opener. I was like, okay, he's a top guy at the weight that at some point I'm going to have to wrestle again. And I'm going to have to beat if I want to make a team. Um, so I'm very competitive. Like I said, like with golf, I'll quit. I will break like just cause I'm not good at it, but with wrestling, I have a better mindset with that. So hitting Vito was very, very beneficial for me. And I learned a lot after watching, I probably watched that match about 10 different times. Um, took away a few things, kind of hand fighting, uh, getting to my attacks a little bit cleaner. A um, couple mentality things I talked with uh, a couple coaches with. Uh, Latona, there's a couple mental lapses there. Um, obviously, he's a great competitor. He's a tough kid. Um, I, he, he bested me that day. Um, he gutted. He, I think what one of the match was the gut on the edge. Um, yeah. that, I tried to reach across. I got a little greedy. I paid for it. But there's a lot of things I can take away, and it's going to be fun. He'll, if, he, if he stays at 25, um, it should be some fun matches when uh, we wrestle Virginia Tech at ACCs, during the dual meets, NCAAs, whenever I see him. But uh, when the time comes, I'll be ready to go again. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's definitely one I look forward to, and I'm going to ask you more about that one later. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, kind of transition away from freestyle, getting back into to folk style and, you know, your career and, and what all led you to NC State. So. Um, you know, first things first, always ask the same thing. You know, how'd you get started in wrestling? Uh, actually, so I got started wrestling just to make friends because I originally lived in Arizona. I lived in Arizona. I was born in Arizona and I lived there until I was about six. And then we moved to Danbury, Connecticut because my dad's job transferred. Um, and short move. Yeah, short move. <laughs> um, we went, we came here, um, and I started playing football. Football was like my first love. I love football. I loved everything about it. And if you were to ask me 10 years ago what I, would, what I was going to do, I'd tell you I'd be an NFL football player. Obviously, genetics didn't quite work out for me. But uh, I, uh, I got my mom's genetics on that one. So five, six, yeah. thank you. But uh, no, I joined wrestling just to make some friends. Um, and my dad thought it would be pretty good for me. My dad never wrestled. Nobody in my family ever wrestled. Um, so I joined wrestling to make some friends and I just 
I played three sports year round. So I played football, soccer, and wrestling. And I just continued to wrestle because I was like, I kind of like this. Like, I was never any really that good at it in elementary school. Middle school, I started to get a little more serious with it. So I was like, I, I want to win. I hate losing. Because I, I would have freak outs if I lost. But it wasn't until I think I want to say eighth grade where I was like, I think this is what I want to do. Um, and it actually came down to soccer and wrestling going into high school with what I was going to do. And I chose wrestling because I just, I loved everything about it. Everything, everything that is hard about it, I enjoyed it. And then I, I pretty much told my dad, I was like, hey, I want I wanted wrestling. He was like, okay, well, if you want to be the best, then I'll hold you to the standard. Um, so he pushed me. Um, I actually, I wrestled, so I wrestled for Iowa Style or Empire. And John Deagle was, he, I'd say he was my father when it came to wrestling. I left everything to him. He was my coach. What he said goes. And my dad did the same thing. He was like, listen, I don't know anything about wrestling. So this guy, you, you want him to be your coach? He's your head coach. Listen to him. Do what he says. Um, and, yeah, that's how I got started. And that pipeline between John and Pat, that was always there. Um, yeah. Eventually, just going to State made – it was a seamless transition. Everything made sense. Uh, and then now I'm here. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well – you kind of already answered what I was going to ask you next. I was going to ask, you know, what point you, you kind of figured out, like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Uh, sounds like, you know, eighth, ninth grade kind of decided wrestling's my thing. I'm going to stick with wrestling. Um, I know that when you were in high school in Connecticut, you won three Connecticut state titles. Um, and I also saw that, you know, you spent the majority of your season hurt your senior yeah. year. Um, I, I just wanted to, to clear up for a second, just for my own sake, uh, senior year, did, did you miss the state tournament senior year? Yeah, I did. I missed the state tournament senior year. So I actually, I wrestled. So that year I went to Super 32. And after that, I had to get knee surgery. So that put me out for the year. I tried to come back too early, didn't work out. And I actually ended up catching the flu and being hospitalized for that. So it was the flu and the knee that ended my senior year. And then my last time competing senior year was Flo Nationals. That was my first time back and last time back um so that was yeah it, that was a brutal that was a nine opener kind of like damn missed my senior year man i mean yeah that's not only do you miss your senior year i mean you know one you know some people say oh you know at least you won three state titles that's awesome but i gotta imagine it kind of sucks to miss the four right? yeah it's, it's a pain i mean uh it is what it is though can't change anything about the past i wouldn't change anything yeah. i mean i learned a lot um but it was fun it was a fun Fun high school, fun in high school, and then now I'm even having more fun in college. Yeah, for sure. Um, and another thing I'm interested, especially since you said, you know, it wasn't until really eighth grade where you kind of decided, like, this is my thing. Um, I mean, how, how do you make that transition from an eighth grader that's kind of just recently decided, like, wrestling is what I want to do to pretty much being the most dominant guy in your weight in high school? Like, mm -hmm. you, you transition from – deciding that you're going to be a wrestler to winning a state title as a freshman. I mean, how does that go? Uh, so eighth grade, I actually had, I remember I was pretty good in eighth grade. Um, I did win, like I won NHSCAs in middle school. So like, that was like a big deal. But uh, I was just super competitive. Like I just really, really like I wanted to be the best. And that was like what drove me. I remember going into high school, like we had a senior who was a 106 pounder at the time. It's like, Danbury's pretty good and we had a senior at 106 and our coach didn't really think I was going to start but I kind of I told Deagle I was like I want to start like I I, I want to start and I want to 
I want to be the best. And he, I listened to him and I just pretty much had a drive and I just worked hard. And I mean, it's cliche and all, but at the end of the day, all I did was put in a ton of work. I outworked them, um, got the starting spot. And that was pretty fun. I mean, being, there was, I, I want to say I was the only freshman on starting that year uh, for Danbury. It was pretty cool at that, t- at that point in time, it's like really, really cool to be like be one of the only freshmen starting on a team. Um, and then ever since then, it was kind of just the same thing, just hard work, sharpening my, sharpening my skills, adding to my repertoire, competing, enjoying it. Um, sophomore year was a rough, I have I had a rough patch, like Eastern States, I took seventh. Um, I lost a few matches I shouldn't have. And then I had to kind of just refocus and go back to the drawing board. Cause you know, there's just always, there's peaks, there's valleys, and there's not much you can do about it except learn. Yeah. And after that, I mean, the rest is history. I want to say, I mean, I just kept going, kept listening, kept my kind of taking in information, having fun with it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you said that obviously your coach kind of had that, that connection with Pat already over at NC state. Um, But, you know, when you got like, at what point in high school did you start getting recruited and, you know, what teams were after you? Was there ever like, you know, what teams were in the mix when you chose NC State? You know, how did you make your decision? There? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like any kid uh, in high school, it, you want to go to Penn State, they're the best. Yeah. Um, so as a kid, I just, I always loved how, like, their style and how dominant they were. So as a kid, I always wanted to go to Penn State. Um, I used to go to this camp down in Georgia that was run by uh, Frank Papalizio. At Barry College? Uh, yeah, and yeah. I used to go there, and uh, – I went with Deagle and Deagle. That was how I got to like get introduced to the Penn State guys. Um, and I really, I wanted to go there and NC State was also another option because I knew Kevin. I'm very, very close. Like our families are very close. I actually grew up, I want to say a minute down the road from Kevin and his family. So NC State was also like an option, but I didn't really start getting recruited. I want to say until junior year after super 32 um, that was kind of where I like, cause I had a good journeyman classic. I remember. And then after super 32, after taking fourth, that was when I actually started getting some phone calls and then it started to become pretty cool. Um, and then senior going, not senior, I committed before that, but going through junior year, like anybody, it was pretty stressful. Cause it's like, where do I go? Who's really going to, who really like wants me there? Who cares the most? And I developed the relationship with NC State and the team and with the coaching staff that was second to none that it just I felt like it was just felt like a family and like as cliche as like it really is it really felt like home and I remember being on the phone with uh coach Pat and he told me he was like listen if you don't leave here a national champ and we have failed you and I remember that phone call like it was yesterday because that was where I was like he believes in me just as much as I believe in myself and I believe in myself wholeheartedly. And he, this, that, this coaching staff was behind me 110%. And I wasn't even committed yet. Yeah. That was where I really knew it was like, this is where I want to be. Like I want to be somewhere where the coaches want me to succeed in wrestling and in life as much as anybody else does, especially myself. Cause I set very, very lofty goals. Some may say it's crazy what I want to do, but when I tell my coaches what I want to do, they look at me and they say, okay, well, let's do it. 
Um, so that's how I, that's pretty much how I committed. There was that conversation. And I remember just thinking like, there's no one else that supports me like this. Like, this is where I need to be. This is, I, I really want to be here. And I went to a NC State camp. I go in there every year. Another one run by Frank Papalizio because Deagle and Frank are very close. Yeah. Um, and I remember waking up in the hotel and I went to John's room. I knocked on his door and I had a conversation. I was like, listen, I want to be here. Uh, I really do. And at that point, it was a few colleges in the mix. It was NC State, Penn State. And I was looking a little bit at some Ivies. I was looking a little bit at Cornell and uh, Princeton, but NC State was just so far ahead, like just with what they were doing. I, I believed in everything they were doing. Um, the mentality, tough, gritty, hard work. Um, yeah, so it was a very, very, it was a seamless transition. I mean, of course, going in the summer, you get your butt kicked a little bit, especially when you got Tariq at 33 at that year, Sean at 25. So I got my butt kicked a little bit, but um, that was the transition. Ment mentally, the transition was there. It was just physically and wrestling-wise, just making that transition a little bit more seamlessly, just believing in that. I'm going to get my butt kicked for a month. Just, they didn't lie to me. They told me, listen, you're going to get your butt kicked for about a month, and then you're going to start seeing some changes. And sure enough, I saw some changes to my redshirt year, and then going into last year, a um, couple, couple hiccups, but – um, yeah, that was pretty much how I committed to NC State was that one phone call that pretty much changed everything for me. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Um, man, yeah, I think it's pretty common. Everybody I talk to, they're, they're all like, yeah, I got whooped for like a month. I guess that's yeah. just like a normal thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's cool to hear too that, you know, I think a lot of kids can relate to what you said. You know, growing up, it's like Penn State, you know, Iowa, Ohio State, whoever. It's oh my God, I want to go there. I'm a big fan. And then you actually get through that process and you get to where you're contacting schools and taking visits and all that kind of stuff. And I think you, most kids really find who they, who they mesh with. Right. Yes. Um, and you know, that that's, I mean, it's a big part of it. I mean, I think people should really go where they feel you know, is best for them, where they feel their home and you know, they feel the best, not necessarily, you know, if I'm a football recruiter, go to Alabama just because they're Alabama, you know? Um, yeah, no, I think that's really cool. And you talked about the coaching staff. Um, I actually had, had the pleasure of working over there for like a month um, or for the summer, a couple months back or a couple years back. Uh, I worked with, with Obi a little bit um, mm -hmm. before he left. And so those guys are awesome over there. I've had a little bit of experience with them. I know them a little bit. Um, what, what about the coaching staff brought you there, right? You know, you, you said you had that conversation with Pop, but, you know, you also have, you know, Coach Hall, Coach Donnie, all those guys over there that are that are awesome. I mean, yeah. So that coaching staff, I, I think it's probably one of the most unique coaching staffs there is because you've got Pat, who is he's tough. He's he's a tough guy, and he's tough on you because he cares. Adam's very tough on you. Um, Donnie's very very. He's a fun loving guy. He's uh, he's got his dad jokes. He's uh, he's he's a funny guy. Um, Timmy right now, um, he's, he's just a good guy. I mean, you can talk to him about absolutely anything. He's there for you. He cares. And then Kevin, it's like my older brother. So it's really cool being able to work with him. But, um, as much as we do joke around when it comes time to practice, he's coach. That's how it is. I mean, I, you, you got to be able to separate the friend versus coach. And I do that. I do that very well. And he keeps me in check. 
Um, but I think the most, one of the most awesome parts is that there's a coach for everything you need. I mean, depending on what style you are, depending on how you think, there's a coach for it. And I think they do a very, very good job of using, they complement each other's strengths very well, but everybody has weaknesses. Like everybody knows it and they're able to, they, they brainstorm, they come up with ideas when it comes from technique. You got several people jumping in saying, okay, here, 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 because they know that everybody has their different style and wrestling wise, they're able to show you how you can implement that into your specific style, which is awesome. Um, so there are certain things that I do well that Adam is very, very helpful with. There are other things where I get to a certain position. Maybe it's an underhook where I go to Timmy because Timmy's he's a bigger guy. He knows the underhook. Um, he's very good from there. And then there's squirmy stuff, like little positions where I go to Kevin. I'm kind of like here, here, here. A lot of low stuff, quick stuff. Um, I just think that coaching staff is – they just complement each other and they help each other out tremendously. And it's awesome. I mean, like I, I personally grew up with a hard nosed coach in Deagle who was on me 24 seven. He broke me a few times, but so I'm used to the whole very, I'm whole, used to someone being tough on me. Like I need that. So Pat and Adam are very tough on me and I appreciate it. They hold me to a standard of excellence, which is what I hold myself to. And Donnie and Kevin are very, very, they keep, they keep the mood light. It's very like, cause it's very, it, it can be stressful if you're too, too serious all the time. Yeah. So before I go out and wrestle, I kind of, I got Donnie kind of just, maybe he'll crack a little mini joke. That's really not funny, but it's so not funny. That's a little funny. Um, those dad jokes. And then you got Kevin who just kind of looks at me and says, Hey, do what you love. Go out there, have fun. Um, let's do it. Uh, so it's awesome. And Adam's there kind of just tell, walk, telling you through, keeping you serious, keeping you focused. Um, and Pat, Pat actually does a good job. He knows who likes to be super serious and who doesn't. Um, I like to be focused, but I do like a couple jokes every now and then kind of just keep the mood light, relax. Uh, so like before my ACC finals match, he actually came up to me. Uh, he was behind me. He like kind of smacked me in the back of the neck and like squeezed my neck. And I look up and I see Pat. I'm like, Oh, what's up? He goes, there's a lot of lights. There's a lot of people. Showtime. He, he loved that. I looked at him and I was oh, like, man. yeah, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Because he knows that I love yeah. that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I just think that they just truly care, and it's awesome. It's Every day going into practice, it's not a dull moment. It's kind of every – but it's work hard, keep your head down, work hard, do what you got to do. But there's also some fun stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I, I personally don't see a better place. There's yeah. – I mean, to just to see what they've done, what Pat has done in the years he's been here, I mean – the UNC duel was probably one of the funnest times I'll ever have. And he said, it. he was like, listen, this is, this duel right here, you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. And it was probably one of the coolest things to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you just said a minute ago, you know, he comes up, slaps you on the back of the neck and says that, that, that just shows that he 100% knows what he can say to different people. Right. Yes. Because saying something like that can easily jack somebody up. Right. Yeah, it, that can put anxiety through the roof. And he he knows certain people, like certain people he'll go to and just say, stick to your stuff, stick to your positions, kill them. For me, it was kind of just like lights are on, showtime. Let's do it. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Um, man I mean, you guys are building something great over there. We're definitely going to talk about that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and – just kind of bringing it back, right? You told us a little bit about why you picked NC State specifically. 
Um, but if I'm a big recruit coming up, right, I'm the number one recruit in the next class, and NC State's on my list, why would I pick NC State? Uh, well, that's – the big thing is we're, we – everything that we do is out in the open. We are very, very transparent. They tell, they tell you the lifestyle. They tell you what we expect, and what we expect is not only in wrestling. It's in the classroom, too. Um, he expects – Pat expects, and the coaching staff expects a 3-0. They want a 3-0 out of you. Um, obviously, there are kids that do struggle, but the 3-0 is mainly a goal, and it is solely work ethic. They're very big on work ethic. Um, for a big recruit, we just tell them, like, listen, we're not here to sugarcoat anything. We show you what we do. We're going to take you around. The team is super, super close. Like, I've been around different teams. I have. I, I, I But I've, this team is something special. Like, everybody you talk to on this team is awesome. Um, there's no secrets. It's everybody's very fun loving. Um, we crack on each other all the time and we like to, we let our results speak for themselves. I mean, if you look at guys like Hayden, like Trent, um, myself now, um, Kevin, Tommy Gant, Gwizdowski, I mean, at every Sean Fouts, a world, world medalist. I mean, guys like that, we kind of let those results speak for themselves. And we just tell them, listen, if you want to be the best person you can be on the mat, off the mat, NC State's the place to be. I mean, we're building something special. And I personally, I always tell the guys, like, listen, the support is unreal. Like, they, we call it Wolfpack Nation. The support is truly unreal. After every, every dual meet we've had this year, whether you win, whether you lose, you've got fans coming up to you. And, like, you don't really know them. You don't know them that well at all. Like, you just – you can maybe know them by, by name basis – but they come up to you and they give you a hug afterwards, whether you win, whether you lose. And they say, great job. We're proud of you. And that's the kind of stuff that I truly, truly love. It's when you like that support is unreal. And it's not only just from the coaches and your teammates, it's from the, when you get that community, it's awesome. So that's pretty much, that's my big seller is listen, this support is unreal. You're going to have people cheering for you at NCAAs. Like you've never had it before. Like it, they, and they're not cheering for you because of only winning. They're cheering for you because they truly like who you are as a person and they believe in you. And that's the biggest thing of all. And that's why when we get these recruits, I'm telling them, listen, this is the place to be. I mean, I personally would not want to be anywhere else in the country, in the world, because of the support system that we have. It's second to none. And that's, that's what, that's what fires me up at least is when I when I can step out and see 4,000 people in the fans in the stands and think, wow, every single one of them is really here for me. They're here for the team. They're here for me at 25, Trombley was at 33, Tariq at 41, and all the way down the line up to Deontay. And no matter win or lose, they were behind you 100%. And they're like, you're going to get them next time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know I was at that UNC duel, and it was incredible. I mean, I got to ask. So with – I mean, I think stuff changes over the years with rivalries and different teams and all kinds of stuff, but th- that duel was something else, man. Especially, I've lived in North Carolina for, I guess, three years now. Um, been to a bunch of duels, all the different schools, and never seen an atmosphere like that, right? That, that was insane. I mean, that was definitely, that was that's what it's like to go to, you know, the Penn State duels, the Iowa duels. Like, NC State's really built that culture, um, and, and it's, I mean, it's pretty incredible. So, I mean... 
looking back at, at that duel and just kind of, you know, the state of the program now, is UNC the, the rival for you guys or, um, you know, what kind of what what does that look like? What atmosphere is that? With yeah, that's. Uh, I think there will always be some sort of rivalry between us. I mean, give credit where credits due. UNC is doing a pretty good job bringing in some kids that are pretty tough. But I just think that whole that the fact that we're thirty minutes away is like yeah that it becomes personal at that point. It's like in the triangle. It's it's like it's between us. Like it. For NC, for North Carolina wrestling, it's who is who's the bad man, yeah. and it's. I think it'll always be a, a, a rivalry. I want to say, but um, I quotation around that. I think our yeah. biggest rival is Virginia Tech because that's who gives us a big run. But I think just the fact that they're thirty minutes down the road, it becomes personal because it's like you don't want to lose to them, yeah. and every year it's we get it done. And Coach Pat doesn't want to lose to him. Adam doesn't want to lose to him. Diane doesn't want to lose to him. But at the end of the day, it is amazing to be able to compete there because that, no matter like, no matter what animosity there is, just being able to compete in an atmosphere like that is incredible. And that was, I'll see that that video come up on the timeline, my timeline on Twitter every now and then. Um, and I still get chills to this day. Like I remember. I can remember like it was yesterday. I, that floor was shaking after Deontay got that win. I was, it was insane. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I remember, you know, personally that weekend um, I had, you know, me and my wife live over in Chapel Hill. I actually had my, my mom come up and visit for the weekend and we're just sitting around the house doing nothing. And I was like, so like wanting to go to the duel. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. anyway, you guys want to go watch wrestling? <laughs> and uh, they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so, I thought, you know, we we're going to show up, just watch a couple matches, whatever. And, you know, ends up the, the craziest duel of the year. And yeah. I mean, it was so loud in there. Like my, it hurt my ears. It was so loud. Like it, I, it surprised the crap out of me. It was awesome. Um, <coughs> man. I mean, it came down to the end too. It was such a great duel. Oh, and it was, that was personally, I wouldn't have liked it to be as like stressful as it was. But at the end of the day, that kind of just added to a better story. I mean, 4,000 people, four, well, I want to say 4,500 people in there, and every single one of them was on their edge of their seat until the very last takedown, literally the last second. That's, I mean, as a fan, that's what you want to watch. I mean, you want to watch these dual meets that, that stress you out, they give you anxiety, they get your heart racing. And as an athlete, when you look back on it, it's awesome during the time. I'm stressing out. I'm sweating. I'm like, man, I feel, I just wrestled and I feel like I'm out there wrestling too. I'm like moving. I'm like, oh. but, uh, that was an, that is, I'll take that to my deathbed. That was probably one of the most awesome experiences ever. And then literally do it again the next weekend. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think that's, what, that's also another part that's pretty cool is that after a huge win like that, I mean, we meet in the, meet in the locker room coaches come together, tell us great job tell us some good things, some bad things we need to work on. And then they say, listen, enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy the, enjoy the night tonight. But when we come back Monday, it's in the past. And it's all about what you do right now. Yeah. So that was really, really – those two weeks were awesome. I mean, I think that our focus was laser sharp, and it was, it was a very, very cool time of the year. Yeah, for sure. And that next week was Virginia Tech, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was a couple of – 
really big wins. I mean, you guys went 15-0 and in duels this year, won the ACC. It was that was a great year. Um, some great, and like you said, two of the best duels of the year back-to-back. Um, yeah, it was, that, was, that was an incredible time. Yeah, and not just NC State, not just the ACC, two of the best duels, period, in college wrestling. Um, it was awesome. It was fun to watch from my perspective, for sure. Um, but, you know, getting back a little bit to your career, so when you came into college, uh, you, you took that red shirt that first year, went 26-2. and two. Uh, your, your only two losses actually came to Foz, so your teammate at, uh, at one of the open tournaments. I can't remember which tournament. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, to pitch an inning, which, you know, one of the best dudes in the country. So um, obviously a, a very successful red shirt year. Um, you, you had some really good wins. You beat a guy like Alex Mackle over at Iowa State and ended up being an All-American. Um, you know, what did that red shirt season do for you? I think it gave me a chance to acclimate to college wrestling. It's very, it's different than high school. It's, it's definitely different. It's harder. Um, I think it gave me time to mature, um, just to really mature physically, mentally. Um, it's just a big, it, it's a learning, it's a learning year. I think that it was definitely something I need, I needed and I wouldn't change it. I think that, I think it opened my eyes to where like, okay, I can, I can compete with these guys. And then that was really, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just an opportunity to compete. Um, it's not the funnest year just cause we, as red shirts, we do train through pretty much everything. We train hard. We build the calluses. We build the mental, we build the mental toughness. Um, and you also don't get very many opportunities to compete. I mean, sure you can go to as many terms as you want but it becomes a it becomes hard because you got to pay for your own travel you got to pay for your own hotel you got to find your own food you got to find your own tournaments um so it does it it's a little bit of a rut but i think that looking back on it it was definitely something that was very very beneficial um and as much as we i think one of the not one of the worst but it was very very hard to go there and watch the dual meets. It was awesome to be there for the team, but watching the dual meets from the stands just didn't sit right. You want to compete so badly in front of those lights on that mat. Um, and it's, you're just eager for the next year. Um, and then the year came and then I looked back on it. And I was like, okay, it was fun. It was fun while it lasted the red shirt year, but now it's the real deal. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it just kind of worked out right too, because you know, you got all that experience that year, um, you, you let uh, senior Sean Foz mm-hmm. finish out his last year. It just kind of like it, it fit together perfectly, right? Yeah, it also gave me a year to get older. I mean, I came into college 17 years old, so yeah. I was already young. Um, I didn't turn 18 till September. I was I was emailing my parents and telling them to sign this, sign that. I can't sign it. Our trainers <laughs> looking at me like, why don't you have this done? I'm like, I can't actually sign it. Like, I really can't. That's He's funny. like, why? I'm like, I'm 17. He's like, oh. Damn. So yeah. that gave me a year to get a little older and a little more mature, but it was funny. Yeah. So you could actually sign your own things and get in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing <laughs> joke. Like I, I turned 20 this year and everyone was saying happy 18th birthday. It was like, Oh man. That's I funny. Hit 20, don't worry. Okay. So I got a question, you know, people have, have talked about this for a long time. I don't even know if you know, but with Sean, right. He's always been, everybody talks about him being a huge 125 pounder. You were actually there wrestling the yeah. guy. So, do you know, what did he weigh? How much is he cutting? 
Uh, I think the heaviest he's gotten, I, I've, I've seen him pretty big. I mean, he does actually a phenomenal job during the year. Everybody gets big. I hit probably 45 last year. Sean hit probably maybe one, maybe 50. Um, so he's not – he is tall, he's lanky, but he's not, like, incredibly huge. I want to say probably – you'd have to ask him how heavy he really got because I don't really know. I've just seen him cut weight, and I've never seen anybody cut weight like that. Like, he's like UFC fighter cutting weight the last day. I'm like, damn, man. That's, <laughs> like, I, I give him props because that takes a lot to do to make 25. And I've seen him step on the scale. I'm like, damn. Yeah, but he he he's probably one of the most disciplined people I've ever met. He's he said he was going to do twenty five, and he did twenty five. And he had to, he had his regimen. He had how he cut weight. He had what he ate. He communicated with the coaches, and he's huge. He's yeah. he's big. Like I, wrestling him in the room, I'm like, this guy's a twenty five pounder. What the heck's going on? Yeah, well, it's just funny because you know it's like a nationally known thing. Like even yes. if you're not just like just an NC State fan, whatever, everybody knows or everybody knew back then that he was huge and that he was, oh, yeah. he was a lot he's of big boy. Um, uh, I actually got to see him uh, this weekend. It was nice. It was actually pretty cool. I got to uh, hang out with him a little bit. It was nice to kind of catch up. He's enjoying everything out in Cal Poly, which is awesome. Yeah, but uh, it was actually pretty funny. I was in the back uh, warming up for my match, and he was wrestling right before me, and they announced me like. And they were talking about how he was 25 and now he's wrestling 49 pounders uh, and how he's always going to be known as that big 25 pounder. Yeah. Huge, not big, huge, but it was actually pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, but, you know, going back to your career. So obviously you had that, that great red shirt season, right? You, you learned a lot. You, you kind of grew up, grew into the role. And then this year just like shot out of a cannon, unleashed. Um, you went 20 and six and ended up obviously winning an ACC title. A lot of stuff, you know, happened this year, wins and losses. Okay. But uh, the first thing I got to ask is, you know, you make it all the way to the ACC finals as a freshman, you're wrestling a guy that was a returning national finalist that also beat you earlier in the year. You know, what was, what was your mindset going in? I know that, you know, you said coach pop kind of telling you the lights are on, go for it. But, you know, what's going through your head? This guy already beat you, obviously one of the best in the nation. You know, how do you feel when you yeah. walk out there? I just – I had full confidence in myself. I uh, I pretty much I, – I remember being in the back before they announced my name, and I walked out, and I just remember pretty much just telling myself, I love this. I love to compete, um, move my hands, move my feet, attack. Um. Yeah, I, I told myself very little. I just remember – the biggest thing I remember is I remember telling myself, move my hands, move my feet, attack. Um, I think I took one big breath right before I ran out and smiled. Um, that was that was really all I needed. I mean, I truly loved stepping out on that man competing. Um, on, in, if, if I could do it in front of a million people, I would. Yeah. Um but uh, I uh, I just remember taking one big breath, walking through that tunnel and smiling because that was that was my way of saying of letting everything else go and just competing. And whatever happens, happens, win or lose, I'm gonna give it my all for seven minutes, and I'm gonna be proud of myself for going as hard as I can and wrestling is and performing. So I wasn't thinking win or lose. I was kind of just thinking 
go out there, compete, have fun, tough, hard-nosed wrestling for seven minutes. And that was the only thing going through my mind. Um, just kind of during the match, kind of just breathing. I can hear I, – I, I always have a good ear for my coaches. Um, I can hear Adam and Pat in the corner yelling stuff at me. So I can kind of – I can gauge that. Um, same thing this weekend with Kevin in my corner. I can always hear his voice telling me what to do. Um, same thing with Pat and Adam and Donnie and Timmy. I can always hear them yelling at me. Um, so it's, that was probably the biggest thing is just thinking, have fun. I mean, you only get one ACC finals match as a freshman, make yeah. it count seven minutes, hard nose wrestling. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was a really fun match to watch. It was cool. And I'm going to be honest with you, we're watching it. I didn't expect it. And yeah. it was really cool to see it, you know, just as a fan, like, I I do everything with the whole ACC and I try to stay unbiased. I just, I love wrestling, man. So like just watching it, it was, it was awesome to see it. You know, you, you got to root for the underdog, you know, and it's yeah. always cool to see the guy go out. That's not supposed to win, get the win and get the win the way you did. I mean, you look great. Um, so after that win, right. You know, you win that match, you get your hand raised afterwards, you know, it, it might've been later. It might've been right away. What were, what were the feelings going through your mind then? Because, you know, up until that point, you had had some good wins, but never that caliber, right? That was like, that's the top tier, right? That's the guy that was in the national finals the year before. So what did that do for your confidence knowing that, you know, you could beat anybody in the country? Yeah, I, uh, I, remember, I remember slapping Pat and Adam's hand, giving them a hug. Uh, I went to Kevin, uh, gave Kevin a hug slapped his hand, slapped uh, Timmy's hand and Donnie's hand. And I remember Kevin telling me, you're that good. And that was, that was kind of just where I was like, I am that good. Like I really can compete with the best in the country. When I I, when I'm at my best, I'm, I can be the best. And it was a confidence booster and more, more so than confidence in winning. It gave me confidence in my work ethic because all the work I put in, because I had, I, had I had a rough half of the first half of the year. I was battling some demons in my head. I mean, there's, it happens, and I took some bad losses. But I remember there was a switch that went off my head mid, in about early January where it was like, I need to switch things up. Like, I need – there's something that needs to happen. And I just pretty much just trusted the work I was putting in. I didn't second-guess myself. I worked as, as hard as I could. I believed in my coaches everything they told me to do I did my diet was pristine my cardio was good my legs were good my lifting was good everything I was doing I was doing with a purpose every rep was a meaningful rep every high crotch was a high crotch every single was a single for a reason and after I did wrestle Jack it was it, it gave me confidence in my work ethic it was like this is I'm working at I'm working where I need to I'm, I'm doing what I need to be doing and I have, I read, Donnie uh, told me to read this book, Chop Wood, Carry Water. I read that book and it just, I thought back to it right after. I was like, chop wood, carry water, trust the process. And that was the confidence. The confidence was in my work ethic. Um, and never, now it's, it's never really in the winning. The confidence just comes from working hard, putting my head down, doing the right things, living the right lifestyle, being a good person all the little things. Um, my high school coach in D at Danbury, Coach Shook, I remember, he always would tell me, do the little things right. All the little things right. And 
it's everything accumulates and I think everything's connected. Who I am on the mat is who I am off the mat. I'm just, I'm just a kid that wants to compete. I think I'm a fun loving person. Um, I like to have fun, but uh, that was the confidence. Confidence came from the work ethic. And I yeah. think that helped me. That was going to help me going in NCAAs is just be confident in the work you put in. And uh, that didn't happen, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Um, I mean, you know, after the news the other day, you do have four more shots. Um, that is true. I actually, t- <laughs> I was texting, uh, I was texting a friend. I was like, well, it looks like I'm a freshman again. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it'll be fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back to wrestling with the team. I mean, one day at a time, really. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously that in itself, like people see that and they get excited as fans. They're like, oh, cool. We'll get another year of this guy, this guy, you know, that's a big commitment too from you. You know, that's a whole nother year of training, of classes, of all this kind of stuff. Obviously that's not a decision you've probably made already. It's probably, you know, a big decision between you coaches, everybody. Um, but it is with hearing that news, right? It, people that don't know already, the NCAA came out and said that basically this year doesn't count, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody can wrestle, doesn't affect their eligibility. So in effect, you know, using the example with, with Jacob here, he wrestled a year already, so he's technically a sophomore, but this year doesn't count. So he still has four more years instead of three. Um, is that something that you would consider doing or, or are you like, heck yeah, I'm doing it. Or like, maybe we'll, let's see, like, what's your thought about that? Yeah. I mean, my, I want to wrestle through 2024. That's, that's what I want to do. Um, my kind of think of it as why not? I mean, I'm sure that's a conversation that uh, me and the coaches are going to have to have, but from my perspective, it's, why not? I mean, I would love to put on red and white again. I mean, yeah. there's no reason not to. I mean, we, I'm sure we can figure some stuff out. And as far as classes go, I mean, my goal is always to get my goal is to get my master's, whether it be in five or six years here. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. If I can throw on red, black and white one more time for, for, uh, for everybody, that'd be, uh, be a dream come true for me. I mean, I love this place. So if I can compete one more year, um, yeah, I'd do it. Heck yeah, man. Well, I know fan perspective, I'll take another year, Jake, Camacho for sure. Um, but you know, you talked a little bit about your NC state bracket, obviously it didn't happen. Right. But and let's just take a second and look at, you know, what you would have had. Um, mm-hmm. again, also NCAA tournament, everyone knows it's wild. It's never yeah. going to fall the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, uh, but all we have is brackets here. So if it were to have fallen the perfect way, every seed, you know, wins, um, it looks like you would have had Mancino of Columbia in the first round, uh, followed by Patel of Lehigh, Pat Glory of Princeton, Nick Cuccinini of Oklahoma State, and then Spencer Lee of, Lee, of Iowa, right? So, I mean, honestly, it, it's a really tough run, right? You're pretty much hitting all of those top guys in the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you looked at that bracket, what was your thought? And, you know, how did you see those matches going? Yeah, so I actually never really – I knew my seed. I knew it was a 10 seed. But uh, I never actually really care where I get put in a bracket. Um, My mentality has always been if I have to be the best, if I want to be the best in that bracket, I've got to beat the person put in front of me. Whether that's drawing the best guy first round or if that's having to beat a bunch of good guys. I mean, um, I kind of – I don't really look at the brackets too much. I did look at it after, like, we got in everything. I looked at it. I was like, okay, cool. I was like – I like that placement. I mean, 
I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be able to win a national title without beating the best in the, in the country. But uh, I just kind of looked down. I was like, if it had, like, granted, it, we, I didn't know it was going to cancel. I looked at it and I was like, okay, this is who I have first round. That's literally the only thing I need to worry about. I trust my coaches that when I hit the next round, they'll tell me, hey, keep your left hand down, right hand, got to do something here, stay active, circle left, watch the righty shot, watch the high crotch. So I trust them on that part. I kind of like, I just stick to like what I, I just keep what's in front of me in front of me. Um, so my only focus was that practice, honestly. I mean, when the bracket came out, I looked at it, I was like, cool, 10 seed. Um, that's fine. Um, but to do what I want to do, I got, I've got to beat some pretty damn good guys. Um, and I don't know how it would have played out. Um, obviously the goal is to win a national title no matter what. And Spencer Lee is, he's one of the best in the world, um, for a reason, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I've always grew up with a saying any given Sunday. Um, so drive off on a Hyundai. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I don't know. I was just excited to compete and then we got the news and that was heartbreaking. Um, but you know, it happens. Life's going to throw curveballs and, yeah. Just got to keep walking. Well, keep I was going to ask about that, too. You know, obviously, it sucks, right? And it's it's awful to look back. You had the opportunity taken away from you. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, a couple of months go by, and you probably get that that kind of hindsight of this pandemic was, was a worldwide pandemic. It, it affected the entire world. People are dying. Like, this is, in reality, such a small thing, right? Um but in the moment, that's not how it feels. So when that happened, you know, where were you guys at? How did you find out? What was the feeling, you know, for you, the team, and all that kind of stuff? So that day was actually – so that was a Wednesday. It happened on a Wednesday. And that was a day – Wednesdays are usually we have an individual with a coach, and we just kind of go – it's kind of like a private lesson. You go over a couple things, some technique, some cardio, a light, lighter day. And I do mine. I did mine early. Um, but that day we also had a game day. So every year before NCAAs, we always have one day where we just go outside, um, pretty much enjoy the weather, play some kickball, some football, some spike ball, just mess around, just kind of literally just be kids, like take our mind totally off of wrestling, yeah. totally off of school and are able to just to be people. Um, and that was pretty fun. That day is always usually fun. And I remember I'm very close to one of the guys I was working with uh, our director of ops, uh, Mike. And uh, he was the one that originally told me. I, we all knew it was a possibility and we we're all hoping it wasn't true. And then we started seeing, okay, Pac-12's out, Max out, Big 12's not sending anybody. And we're kind of just like, like we know what's going to happen, but we're hoping it's not happening. I remember he told me, like, kind of like, he pulled me aside and was like, he's like, Camacho, like, dude, we're done. Because they got the ACC just put out the press release. They're not going to send anybody, blah, blah, blah. And then the news kicked in where NCAAs are totally canceled. Yeah. And that was, de that was demoralizing. There was, there was tears flowing. Like people, like I was crying. We had teammates were crying. Like I'll admit it, like it was heartbreaking. And, uh, when we went in, like, I, I just remember sitting outside with Trent for a little bit. Trent and Hayden were out there, too, just sitting there. And I just sat by him. We just kind of sat there. 
in silence just together. Um, and then we went inside and our, our AD, uh, Boo Corrigan, he held like an emergency meeting with us. He wanted to talk to us, tell us that, listen, this has happened to everybody. I know it hurts. And that was, that was, it was a heartbreaking moment. And to see all the guys in there so heartbroken. And I think what really like, you just see like guys that weren't, that weren't starters, they were, they were crushed. And to see that is like, it's like, wow, they really like, they feel for us. Like they, like, they're a part of, they're as much part of this team as we are. And that was one thing that we always said, was like, listen, if we win a team trophy it's because of 35 guys. It's not because of 10 guys or four guys or five guys or however many make it. It's 35 guys on a roster that push you to be the best. And to see everybody crushed, it was, it sucked. And then uh, Boo, he, he had a, he just talked to us, kind of just let us know like what was going on, told us he, he really felt for us. He felt bad and that what we did this year is second to none and that it's incredible what we did and that even though we didn't get NCAs, we accomplished so much. His support was very, very overwhelmingly nice and something that I think we all needed. And like that just kind of showed like how much like our athletic department cares about every single sport. Even like the, even the sports that aren't as well known as wrestling, he took his time out of his day to sit there and talk to us for 30 minutes. And that was, it was a special day looking back on it shows how much what the NC state community cares and how they care about every single sport. Um, the same a ton. Um, and then, you know, a few days go by and um, you kind of just sitting there like hoping it's a dream, like, maybe they're going to put it back on all of a sudden and we'll be ready to go. But you knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. It was a time for reflection. Uh, nothing crazy. I mean, guys went home. I went home for a little bit. I stayed here in Raleigh for a little bit, but uh, played a good bit of golf. But after a couple of weeks, it was kind of like, all right. I mean, it sucks. It is what it is, but there's always, there's going to be a time to compete again. So now it's time to get ready for the next time I compete. So got back to training, figured out a bunch of stuff with strength training, lifting. I called a bunch of people, talked to a bunch of coaches, figured out a bunch of workouts. Um, that was that. Yeah, it was crazy time. Crazy time. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It, I mean, it, I can't imagine how you guys felt. I mean, I know personally I was crushed when fans couldn't go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I legit so I me and my dad go every year we've been for the last like nine or ten years mm -hmm. and I know you know that that week before they announced no more no fans and uh I, I looked at my wife I was like I already took those days off like I'm just gonna I'm gonna be in the basement with like seven TVs just watching um but yeah man that's I awesome mean, it sucked yeah, I, I know that just awful time for for you guys and um, all you can do is just kind of move forward and, and keep going. And, you know, lucky for the guys that are still there, you guys get this, this extra year pretty much back, um, you know, for the, the seniors that graduated, it, it really blows, but yeah, no, I mean, in hindsight, I mean, wrestling is my life right now and it's, I love to do it, but in hindsight, it's just wrestling and crazy stuff's going to happen, but, uh, yeah. It doesn't change like who I am as a person. It doesn't change how I live my life. It doesn't change like my drive or motivation or anything. It just was a 
circumstance that happened and it passed and nothing I can do about it. So I just kind of like, if I can't do anything about it, there's no point in stressing or worrying about it. So I'm just going to go back to the drawing board and work for the next time I compete. For sure. Whenever that was, but it ended up being this weekend, which was, I didn't know at the time, but it was always just kind of in the back of my mind. I'm going to compete at some time. So let's be ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all you can do. Um, you know, as much as that sucked too, I feel like, uh, the NCWA kind of made it right as much as they can. The, the national coaches wrestling association, for people mm-hmm. don't know, they, we, we pride ourselves in wrestling as being a sport that, that earns everything, right? People, I think we're probably, we're probably not the only one, but we're one of the only sports that people actually go to a tournament and earn an all American honor, right? Yeah. You, you got to go there and, and place top eight in the tournament to become an All-American. You know, most sports just kind of vote on that kind of thing. So people have all kinds of mixed emotions about the All-American honors being given out this year. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, I think that 100% earned it. I mean, you guys earned the, the seed that you got at the tournament. You earned, you know, your record. Everything that you got this year, you earned. While it sucks that you didn't get to actually stand on the podium and, you know, earn that spot, it, it's it's as much as they could do right and i yeah. think it was it was a good thing in my opinion but i'm curious what do you think about it i mean obviously you don't want your first all-american honor to, to come you know in the mail you want to be standing on the podium but um what are your thoughts on that i actually thought i mean i thought it was a really cool thing that they did i mean they didn't have to do any of that yeah. i thought that i mean they could have totally scratched it and nobody could have been an all-american and it would have been like this year didn't even exist so, I mean, like, that's, like, the one thing is, like, NCAAs is the accumulation of the, of the wrestling season. And to not have it and then to not have any, like, All-Americans or any sort of awards is kind of – that's kind of brutal. I mean, like, yeah. you want to be recognized for your hard work. And I think, they, I think they did the right thing. I think – I mean, they had first team, second team, third – or an honorable mention. I think that – I think that's – I thought that was very fair. I mean, obviously crazy stuff happens. You get unseated guys that make finals, but I think it just, it was, it was a nice way for them to recognize all the hard work that you put in and they made it as fair as possible with, I mean, top eight seeds, first team, second eight seeds, second team, next eight seeds, honorable mention or next five guys, whatever it was. I thought it was very, I thought it was a very nice thing that they did. I mean, to put it very, very, simply i thought it was awesome i mean they recognize people for their hard work and even though we didn't have an ncaa tournament our season didn't go unnoticed and i thought that was very very um good to kind of see is that through everything we've been through and not having ncaa's we were still recognized for doing well during the year which was i thought was pretty cool obviously i i want to earn my spot and being a top eight all-american but for now, this will do, and now I get another year, I can do it. I'll do it yeah, again. For sure. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, sucks that you couldn't actually earn the spot or whatever, but, you know, you did earn the spot. You you, you got to where you were – you got to where you were, right? You were the seed yeah. you were. You earned exactly what you got. So, um, I think, that, like you said, I think it's a great thing. Um, and, and I wanted to kind of jump back to something you mentioned earlier uh, – we talked a little bit about you wrestling with Sam Latona this weekend from mm-hmm. Virginia Tech. Um, obviously, you said that Virginia Tech's probably you guys' biggest rival team-wise right now because it, it kind of seems like those two teams are, are 
at the top for the ACC title, you know, the last yeah. couple of years. Um, you know, Pitt came in second last year, but you guys are right there with each other, right? There's, there's obviously a rivalry brewing, um, even between you guys. So between you and him, you guys have met twice in college. Last year, you met at the scuffle. Um, he won that one 10 to 5, and then you met last weekend, and he won that one 5 to 4. So, you know, unfortunately, you're coming out on the wrong side of those, but score got a lot closer. Those matches are tight. They're fun to watch. There's obviously a rivalry going, and it's going to be really fun to watch you guys moving forward because you're both young and you're both going to be in the ACC for the next four or five years, um, you know, competing for ACC titles. So what's your thoughts on on that kind of rivalry brewing between you guys? Yeah, no, I mean, you know what they say, iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, to be able to compete with him is going to be fun. I mean, I'm not expecting anything. I'm expecting his best, and I'm sure he'll probably be expecting my best. So at that point, I'm just going to prepare for, I'm going to fix what I did. And, you know, uh, I think there, I, I know what I did and I know what he did and he, he wrestled tough. He's a tough competitor. Um, I give credit where credit's due. I mean, he beat me twice, um, but you know, uh, it's on the past and I'm just going to continue to get better, sharpen my skills, um, sharpen the sword. And when the time comes and we meet again, uh i'm gonna get we're gonna give the fans a show i mean we're entertainers we're professionals about it um we'll shake hands in the beginning we'll shake hands at the end the respect's gonna be there but um i'm looking to you know i want to right my wrongs i want to i want to impose my will i want to dominate um and he's gonna want to do the same so like i said we're gonna shake hands in the beginning we're gonna look each other in the eyes and we're gonna wrestle hard for six for six seven minutes and we're gonna shake hands after and whoever's hands get risen kudos to them but it's on the next yeah for sure i know i mean it's one of the matches that i'm looking forward to the most this year for sure um because you know there's there's a lot of good you know kind of rivalries or kind of you know good matchups uh in the acc but that's definitely one of the top ones especially because you guys are both young and both going to be around for a long time together you know um so, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that match. But I also kind of wanted to hit a little bit back on the coaching staff, right? You talked about your coaching staff and, and obviously how great they've been for you and, um, you know, the, the different vibes from different coaches and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to talk a little bit about, about Coach Pop, right? Because, mm -hmm. like you said, you guys, he's really building something down there. And, I mean, you guys, everyone's seen the – the post the other day right about where it started yeah. where it's at now you can see basically the the first picture there was you know five people in there watching or whatever when he first got there and now it was one of the most packed stadiums in america you know is one of the best dual venues ever for that duel last year and so what do you think like what is he doing that, that is building this up so well ah uh, he's He's just building a uh, wrestling community. I mean, he's he's doing a great job of producing. I think that's what it boils down to. I think nobody wants to watch not fun wrestling, if that to, if that's a way to put it. Everybody wants to watch great wrestling. And what he's doing is he's producing some of the best guys in the country. And I think the way we always go about things, results results speak for themselves. We don't need to say anything extra. We don't need to do anything extra. And that's always been the mindset is hard work 
produce, get the results, and everything's going to come with that. So I think he's just doing a phenomenal job of promoting wrestling in North Carolina. Um, he's doing a great job of recruiting, getting some of the best guys down here. And not only some of the best guys, but the best guys that fit with the program. I think that's a big thing is, is when you have an athlete that believes in the, in the philosophy as much as the coaches believe in the philosophy, it's a seamless, seamless, seamless transition. And he's doing a phenomenal job of bringing in the right guys, bringing in the right team, um, doing the right things. And uh, I think just producing, I think that results, like I said, I think results speak for themselves. I mean, um, to look at where we, he was, I want to say it was like maybe 10 years ago or whatever it was, but to that fourth place finish NCAs to now finishing top, top five, um, consistently beating top 10 teams. I think that people are starting to see, hmm, there's something cool about this. And I think that UNC and Virginia Tech duel, how exciting and awesome it was and the energy there, I think that's going to bring fans back is because they want to see that again. They want to see this, they're like, hmm, this wrestling stuff's actually pretty cool. And wrestling right now, like, through the whole pandemic, I think it's been growing. I mean, the pandemic has shut a lot of stuff down, but it's also opened a lot of doors to promoting wrestling. And I think that it has been good for the sport is to grow. Like, look at all these dual meets going on that, like, it's almost like a UFC card. I mean, having that UFC on Fight Pass, the wrestling was incredible. No one would have really thought that could have been a possibility. So I think a lot of doors are being open for wrestling and the fact that Coach Pop is doing a phenomenal job producing and bringing in the right guys, and um, I think it's a good recipe for success. And I think that we're just going to continue to grow, continue to do our thing down here. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, you said wrestling is growing like crazy, and you know, I think it's especially fantastic what he's doing in at NC State, right? Because North Carolina is not a big wrestling state. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a teacher, I'm a coach here. It's, it's not a big wrestling state, right? It's not the Iowa's, the Penn State's, the Ohio's, whatever. It, it's it's still growing. And he's a big part of that, honestly. You know, getting that, shifting the whole state's culture with this this team. I mean, he's definitely captured the the attention and, and built a huge fan base in Raleigh and all of North Carolina. Um, it's standing room only at these duels. It's packed. You know, the parking pisses me off every single time. Can't get out. Um, I think I sat in that parking garage for like an hour, uh, trying to get out of that duel. It was insane. Um, but you know, it's, it's a good thing, right? There's that many people there. You want to have those kind of problems. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, people might actually start wrestling, throwing down in the parking lot next time though. So I don't know. That's, it took forever to get out of that parking lot. It was insane. Um, yeah no <laughs> i uh that's actually the one good thing is because we weigh in so uh an hour about an hour earlier and we show up about an hour and a half earlier as we get uh one of us always drives down there yeah. um parks front row so uh when we we don't have to walk all the way back after the dual meet so we'll all just we'll literally go probably about 10 people in a car that should not be happening and go back to the athletic center and just kind of all pile out shower and do our thing yeah very cool man but um yeah i mean he's been doing such a great job over there it's been fun to watch it, it build um you know and i'm gonna get into these last couple of questions i wanted to ask you and then i'll let you go so you can you know get back to training for acc titles and national yeah. titles um but you know what's the mindset for you now heading into 
uh, I'm not going to say sophomore year. I'm just going to say second year because who yeah. knows what freaking year this is. Um, but what's the mindset heading into this next year? You know, you're the returning ACC champ. Um, you know, you, you had such a great year last year. What's the mindset now? Uh, it's going to be the same as it was. I mean, I'm, it's, there's going to be a target on my back. I have accepted that. Um, there's like, there's a target and everybody else that's better. Um, but his mindset's going to be the same. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be chop wood, carry water, do the right things, um, get better every single day. Um, I saw this one thing. It was, it was like one, it was, it was like a math thing. And it was like, it was very nice. It was like 1.00 to the 365th power is one. And 1.01 is to the 365th power is like 30, 30 something. Mm-hmm. which it's a big difference. So if I just do what I'm, if I just do the right things and I get better every single day, um, I'm, I'm confident in my work ethic. I listen to my coaches. I do the right things. I'm a good person. Um, that's really just my mindset is every time I can compete is an opportunity to go out there and do what I love. Um, nothing crazy, nothing really changes. I mean, there's a reason I am where I am today and I'm just going to keep that up. Um, I'll make necessary changes when I have to, um, but it's just a process. I mean, I'm just enjoying, I'm along for the ride. I'm enjoying the process. Results are going to come. Um, and that's my mindset is just kind of just work hard, chop wood, carry water. Uh, that's really it for me. Um, as far as going into matches, it's always the same thing. Like I said, kind of deep breath, smile, have fun, hard nose wrestling, six minutes, seven minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and I'll leave you with this last question to tell the NC state fans that are listening into this, what can they look forward to you for this season? Not only from you, but for the team, for the team, we've got a very, very, very good team this year. Um, obviously we're getting most guys back. We've got a couple, uh, couple good guys coming in. I would just say, stay tuned. I mean, there's good things happening in Raleigh and, uh, we're a very, very driven team. We're a very driven group of pe- very driven group of people, and there's going to be some good things. There's going to be a lot of points getting put up. There's going to be a lot of good matches. There's going to be a lot of people coming out of the woodworks that you didn't know. Um, so I would just say uh, expect some fun. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, thanks for sitting down and and giving me you know over an hour of your time to chat about wrestling. I can. Oh yeah, of course. I love chatting about wrestling. So, dude, I could do it every day of the week. Yeah. Love it. Um, but I had a great time talking to you. I'll definitely have to get you back on again. I look forward to, to seeing your career unfold and, and, you know, watching you for the next possibly four years. So yeah. um, yeah, I'm excited to see it, man. man. But, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It was fun. I enjoyed it.